You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle. And today we are uh, wrapping up the week-by-week visits with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This isn't about easy decisions, Senator. You just don't understand. I'm a black man carrying the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? Every time I pick this thing up, I know there are millions of people out there who are going to hate me for it. Even now, here. I feel it. The stares, the judgment. And there's nothing I can do to change it. Yet I'm still here. No super serum. No blonde hair or blue eyes. The only power I have is that I believe we can do better. This episode is titled One World, One People. And uh, it's episode six, last episode. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're just going to talk about, you know, I have to say first and foremost that there are spoilers happening. So um, be be ready for that. If you hear crinkling, it's because everybody in this room is eating a popsicle, it feels like. Actually, it's just one person, but she's <laughs> making enough noise for all of us. And uh, that one person may also try and chime in. Her name is Stephanie. And if you don't hear her, it's because she's starting to talk and the mic is not in her face. So I just... Do you want me to raise my hand? You see what I'm doing? See, <laughs> she's already done it. Okay. So I want to say first that the episode ends with the new title of the show, essentially. Right? right. Woo! Captain America and, and the, the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. I have such issue with that. Really? Oh, it's good. I have a huge issue with that. It's and it's because I predicted that it would do that because uh they're going to change Sam's thing here, right? From the Falcon to Captain America. But this this show hasn't just been about his change, it's been about Bucky's change out of being the Winter Soldier and for them to not give him credit and sort of switch him to Bucky. He should he should at the very least be Captain America and, and Bucky Barnes, or at this point, Captain America and the White Wolf. They've called him the White Wolf multiple times yeah. in this show. I think they should switch it to the White Wolf at this point because he's he's made amends. He's checked everything off on his list. He's done his, you know, everything that he needs to do. And for them to not switch that over for him at the end, I just I don't I didn't like I didn't like that. It would have hit a little bit harder for me if they changed it from Captain America. And the white and the white wolf, you know, that's actually a really great call. I I uh, I love the fact that they have rebranded to use the term I would dislike um, that Sam as Captain America. That the the show made the decision that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has made that decision. Mm-hmm. But I think that that it may be an oversight to not have done something with Bucky. Although the other thing, just to be clear is that there's a lot more to come with these two guys i think and sure yeah, yeah they may want to make that move yeah in the future i just don't know where that move is would come do you know what i mean because i don't know i don't know what else you do with bucky to show his growth out of the winter soldier other than what they've what we've already seen oh uh, wakanda you know? i think that the, oh I sure think him actually they, becoming the white wolf uh, yeah i is, think that, is the only thing right and i think that wakanda is the doorway to that and we're going to need, especially now, we're going to need to up the ante in that film 
with the loss of Chadwick Boseman. So, so you're thinking Black Panther two will include a lot of Bucky? I think as, he's going to be as head, of, head of security. Sort I think of thing. he'll be present in some way, and I think that that leads us to the sure. back here to Captain America. Again. Sure. Okay. And I, and I think Captain America four will shift us. I mean, we we see who the Captain America players are, right? Mm-hmm. It's Bucky, it's Sam, it's um, uh, you make it Zemo. Zemo on that. Well, although I think Zemo is going to be doing a different thing, sure. Uh, which we'll talk about. Um, it's Sharon, right? Or it's it's a Carter. Why don't you say that? Like that's the sure, there's right? There's always going to be this right? Carter, right? That's and, and I think yeah. that it's it, in, in a way they're just dancing around those same items. So. I wonder if they didn't make that change partly out of a, a miss. I think you're probably right about that, but it also may be as a, this is a continuing, continuing. Saga. Sure. He's sure. Next. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I get that. Um, but I, I dig it. That's a great comment. Yeah. That was, that was one of my gripes with, uh, with this episode um, that they didn't, that they didn't give him the, uh, the credit for, for his change. Um, Cause he doesn't refer to himself as the winter soldier anymore. You know, he's, it's not who he is. Well, so. we we see that left hand, right hand thing, which I think is a great metaphor for yeah, that change. Yeah. Um, I have to say that Sam's suit looks so good. I was very excited. I and I like that they. Uh, I like that it's white and not blue. You know, like I think we were talking about that a little bit potentially. Yep. Was that they're going to invert this, and uh, you know, Steve's suit was full blue with with hints of white, and this feels like a white suit with a. Uh, stripes of stripes of blue and and red in there so um looks pretty close to what it looked like in the comics i saw some panels yeah it's it's very similar to the comic look um it and interestingly enough you know they they're really animating these wings Mm -hmm. and that helps with that comic imagery yeah yeah the fact that they're they can draw them as, as art as opposed to you know, practical, which ends up potentially not being able to replicate the comic images. Yeah. Well, I guess let's just get into this episode as far as like uh, uh, consecutively, you know, chronologically. I don't know how else to do it. I mean, this, (laughs) I did start at the very end, (laughs) but you know, Steph's talking, but she's not talking in the mic. So you can't hear a darn word she's saying. So I apologize. Um, So she's going to slide much closer to me. She wants to be obnoxious about it. She's definitely Um, joining us. This this episode felt like it starts with the second half of what should have just closed out the previous episode. Do you know what I mean? I think they did something similar with um, WandaVision, right? Where it's just all of a sudden you're just in the fight. Like it just starts in the fight. You know you have to wrap up mm-hmm. this episode, this whole series. So we're just going to start in the middle of the action. And I, I think I said this earlier was this show is going to be better watched in two parts, you know, in a, in a rewatch uh episodes one to three and then and then four to six episodes five and six undoubtedly could just be one full long episode yeah, i think that's really true and, and i think it would have flowed a little bit better uh because this, it just gets choppy like the momentum gets stuck with the week by week i think episodes five and six could have released same day and people would have went nuts yeah i i think that I, I don't mind the fact they're separate, but I do agree with you that being able to watch them consecutively, like in, in one after the other would have been great. And mm-hmm. I'm not a binger, right? So yeah. that's a thing I would not, would not normally be uh, interested in. But uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's a movie, right? They The yeah. reason we we pause is, a, it's a pause for two reasons, right? Because the, the transformation to Captain America is gonna happen only in this episode. 
mm-hmm. you know, to keep that separate. So it isn't about the five and six as one unit of him transforming that opening that box becomes the ultimate cliffhanger moment, even though it's a meaningless cliffhanger in a way, because you know, it's going to be in the box. You know exactly what's in the box. Well, and it's, it's, uh, they just needed the cliffhanger to happen. I think the episode really should have cut after his talk with Isaiah Bradley and it should have ended right there. Um, and then episode six should have started with Sam finding out this attack on the GRC, him getting the box. Finally, opening the box, we don't see what it is, and then we cut back to New York to see all the stuff that's happening. You know, they should have just included the last, you know, the last 10 minutes or less of episode five, put that at the beginning of episode six and ended episode five a little bit earlier. Um, but they needed the cliffhanger, right? So, and and, and it's a it works, right? Like yeah. it's, it's a great, it reveal. works fine. I just think that, I think that there's probably a fan cut of this out there somewhere that feels like it could be a four hour action packed thrill ride that just has so much momentum. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that's, so, that's true. Yeah. Uh, overall though, I mean, I'm, I really enjoyed the show, but, uh, that's just one of the hangups I have. Um, but we get right into this fight, man. Like we get right into the GRC being, uh, smoked out. yeah, smoked out, taken over by, uh, the flag smashers and, uh, they're doing exactly what we expected them to do. And, you know, causing some terror. And then uh, Sam comes in, gets that reveal, um, throws the shield through the window. And uh, what did you think when he popped through? I mean, that's what you expected, right? Yeah, but but that doesn't alter any of the emotional excitement about mm-hmm. seeing it. Um, you know, they're, they're playing his appearance against uh, Carly's decision that her life doesn't matter, right? Like right. she's saying, it doesn't matter if we live or die, the movement will move on which is going to come to fruition by the end of the series and it's going to move in the right direction like yeah. he's going to take that command and that's part of why i think that white's so important for him this sort of you know this crispness of it mm-hmm. um but i i love that moment and even though a broad swath of that is what i usually don't like which is some animated or digitized or you know right uh digitally produced imagery because you know him flying in and all of that is stuff that's happening that way i still think it worked really wonderfully and you said this we were we were sort of re-watching a little bit of it mm-hmm. almost every beat in that fight is about exposing something about this costume so we're yeah. le- we're learning about his capacity and we have to learn quickly because we don't only have this one episode and right. he is the weakest guy physically in this world in a lot of ways yeah and so we need to see how he's safe or at danger or whatever to get through that yeah we need to see how his suit works uh how he handles himself in the suit how he handles himself with the shield and uh get glimpses of how the suit exists now and how it's going to progress right because if we've learned anything from marvel is that we're always going to see advancements in the in the tech Mm -hmm. and so we have to be excited each time we see falcon now come on screen and see how okay oh he can he can do this now he can do this now uh i mean i didn't notice the first time i watched this that his shield propels off his back and he catches it midair before right doing any i just didn't notice it until a second watch through um i mean we learned that his, his suit's waterproof of course it's, i mean it's got to be right but at least we see him go underwater like there's he reflects a helicopter like there's things that his we, we see that his suit can do deflex, deflex reflex okay sure <laughs> 
Well, I, I mean, I, I think we see everything the suit can do, but we see Sam in that suit doing it. Mm-hmm. And so it isn't sort of the, it isn't just the gadgetry of yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron Man, right? right? The gadgetry is integrated into this guy who knows how to do all of this. Um, and there's the line like, you know, uh, where uh, Bucky says, I'm, you know, I don't do the flying, flying's your thing. And yeah. then we get to watch him do the flying. Uh, and, and each of those moments, I mean, every beat after beat in that opening fight we raise sam as captain america up and up until we get the mm-hmm. full-blown reveal where we we get the comic book black character joke followed by the name right right so like, right right you know uh you know comic books are especially dc but certainly comic books are known for naming characters black in front of it just to remind us that they might not be a white person and so in you know like black lightning's a good example of that but sure. there's you know there's tons of those figures in in comicdom and so you get the you know one guy who says the black falcon, black falcon which is, falcon, they've right. been saying through the series as a, a guy yeah. and then the other guy shows that pride in captain america and there, that transition to me is where it's it's sort of like we watched the build of the costume we watched sam make these decisions we watched him work and then uh, we watch him be smart, right? While we're watching Bucky literally just pound people. Yeah, yeah, Sam yeah. Sam has a plan. <laughs> he makes a plan. He uses civilians to work. He raises people up. Uh, and then he gets the title. Yeah, he, like, he, he empowers people, right? Right. He empowers people. And I mean, he's kind of, I mean, you brought up Iron Man a little bit. And he's kind of taken over as a mixture of that. It feels like we didn't see, I mean, we didn't see Peter Parker in uh far from home take over that mantle you know like like he should have i think and maybe he maybe he will in this next next uh entry into the the mcu but you know sam right now has the tech and he's kind of leading the it feels like he's the guy who's leading the avengers at this point there i mean there's really no avengers it's kind of a weird thing we don't know where where it all you know how it all exists right now you know but he feels like the obvious leader right now and he's so he's taken over kind of stark's tech in a sense and uh, obviously stark's tech isn't really around so the wakandans have kind of taken right there, there are they've tech they've, people, they've right. filled stark's uh stark's tech position um as it should be i think but you know so we're seeing a mix of we're seeing a mix of captain america and iron man kind of merge into this guy who is able to lead able to empower people but able to use the tech to the best of its ability. He was a smart guy who's, who can uh, who can do a lot of different things. And uh, there is a scene that that uh, helicopter um, kind of chase fight thing reminded me of from Iron Man 3 uh, where Tony gets the people to work together when they're falling out of the plane, right? right? He's like, we got to grab onto each other. We got to help each other. And it only reminded me because it's uh, another flight thing but he empowered people to help each other and and grab hold and work together to make it happen um so yeah i just thought, that's what i thought of when i watched that scene but uh well i mean yeah. we, we get so much good stuff we, we you know we get it's you know we talk a lot about meeting the expectations of an audience right and we're we're not getting fan service right but we are getting red wing and then we get two red wings right you know we, we get uh we get to watch um, our new Cap and Bucky and a U.S. agent, old Cap, whatever, working together. Like we get all of this stuff, and and 
you know the circle of this group of of characters is so interesting. <laughs> it's like middle child cap. And, and, right, like. and, right, right. It's what's fascinating to me, right? Is you get <laughs> the overlooked, the overlooked cap. Kid. You, the kid. In, in, you know, they go there to chase after Carly, and uh, Cap goes on his own, right? So Sam goes on his own, and then it's Captain America and Bucky together. Yeah, right. It's yeah. it's like it, de- right. defunct, busted up Captain America yeah. with his, you know, homemade. <laughs> shield, shield that you're right? like this is not going to withstand the pounding that you're taking right and now. It, man. It's so good to see that thing get damaged, yeah, and because it is what has happened to him, right? It's another good metaphor. Yeah, he is a damaged dude. He's got that head tick that he does, that is trouble, uh, definitively trouble. But he makes the right choice. Uh, you know, if we're going to set this up, when there's no question in in my mind that we're going to see the Thunderbolts at this point, there's like no question we're not heading towards this other group. Yeah, he has to have some measure of redemption, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't the Suicide Squad where they're goofy. The Marvel is always about these people with complex internal issues, like mm-hmm. internal conflict, mm-hmm. and so we have him with this internal conflict, and um, and he makes the right decision for us. In that in in a moment when he grabs the tr- the truck, even though he he isn't successful, yeah, um, you know it, it's great to watch him. Well, he's only not successful because he gets teamed up. He gets on, teamed right? up on it and, yeah. and stopped, right? Yeah. And, and it's because the physical fighting, the being the super soldier, isn't good enough in mm-hmm. this environment right now. You need the tech. You need yeah. Sam's ability to use that tech to get past this yeah. problem. And that setup is really, really great. But it's just nice to see how they're interweaving characters so we see them in combinations working for a purpose right? Uh, that also is reminiscent of other story beats from all the other films. Yeah, and I really like John Walker in this episode. Like you, I... I I didn't hate him for the first time in this series. You know what I mean? Uh, it was nice to see him get that redemption. And I am so, so glad they didn't kill him off. I know you and I were a little bit worried that they were going to, I was worried there might be a, he might be dead at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but now he's in a black suit that he gets from, he gets the black suit from Val Val again. And, uh, and his, his enthusiasm over being called us agent. Excited. Yeah. Is, He's a little over the top. Yeah. Really excited. Um, yeah, he gets, he gets his own name. He gets, he gets he's his like, own I name. finally have my own identity. Um, which is honestly, it's this. That's a lot about what the show is: is I, the identity of yeah. of who you are. Whether it's are you Falcon? Are you Black Falcon? Are you just Captain America? Are you know? Are you trying to define yourself by race or not? Um, are you who are? I mean, Isaiah Bradley's going through, you know, identity stuff too. Bucky is, and so is you know, Walker. Like there's a there's a whole bunch of identity of who who am I, um, from my perspective, from the government's perspective, from the people on the streets' perspective, from my family's perspective. Like there's a lot of identity happening in this series. Um, let me say something else about the people they're rescuing because I just need to put this out there because <laughs> I said it to Lisa while uh-huh. I was watching. They're awful people. Yeah, these are yep. these are awful people that they're rescuing. It's it it it's part of what. I think again, like the metaphor of what the show's trying to talk about with Sam's decision to put on the colors, right? Like mm-hmm. his decision to do that is a difficult decision. Carly calls him on it, right? I can't believe that you bought into what they are. And he's like, I'm trying something different. And he doesn't elaborate on that, but part of what he does is he rescues these bad guys, right? Like they're going to essentially send military people yeah. to impoverished refugees and 
and kick them out of where they're living. Like it, right. it's what the story of what they're planning is awful. Carly's completely justified in her her attitude towards this these government officials. It's the way she proceeds that she's justified she in her anger, not her actions. Right? right, and and Sam takes the opposite. He takes the opposite route, and instead of trying to destroy, he tries to uh, unify and tries to. He rescues essentially, well, and he right? helps people accountable. He helps people. And, and so he rescues those folks, and who he didn't have to rescue, right? Because they're awful people, um, or the the story didn't have to rescue, but they allow him to rescue them. And then we have to say, they there's there's something about that idea of of, of killing being an appropriate response. There is another choice, and we mm-hmm. we see that choice, and you know. Uh, Carly says, "My uh, movement. Well, it doesn't matter if we live or die because the movement will live after us." And she's absolutely right. I mean, she's yeah. she's absolutely right. But she's she does not quite know what the movement is. Yeah, right. Like her, yeah. the movement's been perverted in her in some way into this this violent thing that she's doing. When in fact, the movement may be this angel with wings right. as as Cap, who uh, has a vision for what the world can be that's something different we're going to try something yeah. new now i think there's something really deliberate about that well and by by rescuing the people that he needs to to uh influence to change their minds there's this now there's this connection not not that they need to uh pay him back but there's this thing that they're able to there's there's now this the ice has been broken right there's there's now a, a, a access for him to talk to them about this issue rather than you know, Carly couldn't just walk up into the GRC and start talking to them about this. There's now this thing that exists that Sam can use to try and further his point. Like, you know, he he has the his foot in the door now. And that's why we get that lecture at the end, essentially, right? Yeah. Um, and it had to happen on the news so that it was publicized, that it was, uh, everybody was hearing it. It wasn't just these people. So now they're being held accountable because the world has heard the words that Captain America is saying and calling these people out on. Yeah, and you know he, it's interesting because they're not going to listen at first, right? And he exercises mm-hmm. Captain America, like he becomes that figure. And when you think about it, this symbolic language of what Captain America can be is it can be a guy selling war bonds, which it is not, but it could be, mm-hmm. right? Or it can be a guy who's who's rescuing the weak, right. rescuing the the marginalized, and and stepping up and standing up for people who are are in danger and. Sam says that, and but Sam goes farther than Steve ever could by saying, "Now you got to look at yourself and see that people like us aren't in the room." And and yeah, yeah, Marvel is taking it's, it's the this is the it's the first time I have like, I, and I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I I really think I'm right. This is the first time in a comic book story that I have watched from the DC or Marvel universe where they have legitimately raised up the side of the people as something to protect. Mm -hmm. The people have always been people who are weak and need to be protected or moved out of danger. But instead, this series says, we at Marvel are going to say that there are people who are poor and marginalized and we are going to bring them into the, like they need to be in the room. Right, right. You right. know, they need to be present. The in voices the need to be heard. Right, right. You need their perspective to be able to make a full, accurate decision on right. the best decision possible. Right. Instead of thinking what 
you, you know what, what they might want you have to actually talk to them you have to listen to them you have to bring them into their into the room with them and if we right? follow the titles of the series yeah. this this title one world one people right. means that marvel's saying that's that's what this is about yeah like that each episode has been about the thing that the title was and now we get that same stand here where it becomes this is about one world one people and maybe carly was wrong right Mm -hmm. uh, about her behavior, but we're not going to let the person who sees victimized people as being mistreated by powerful people be the bad guy alone. Yeah. So we're going to give her her proper death and burial, sort of, right? Right, right, right. We're, we're going to well, honor. Well, I know that. you were very concerned about how they would they would twist that phrase, that saying, into being like the villain, right? Into being the the. Uh, the motto of the villains, I guess, right? And and I don't think, I don't think there's actually a single villain in this entire show. I think you just have a bunch of conflicted gray characters who oh, yeah. who can't make, you know, a wrong decision or a right deci decision at the right time, right? They just they just choose based off of emotion and feeling, and they get sucked into they get sucked into that, right? Like Thanos was a clear is a clear villain, right? Like he's he's trying to do harm to a lot of people. He doesn't see it as harm, but we know as, I, like I don't want that gamble. I don't want to have a 50-50 shot of my life being mm -hmm. taken from me. You know, I want to have a say in that matter. And, you know, none of these people here, like Carly, Carly's not trying to kill people. She's trying to save people. But it's more complex than than that, obviously. Right. But she, the steps she's taking to... To, to win are just the wrong steps. Walker's trying to do the same thing. He's trying to save people. Again, he's just going about it the wrong way and he gets sucked into his ego and and all that stuff as well. And I don't know where Sharon is. God, we gotta talk about the power broker thing in a minute. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. um she may she may be actually the worst person in this entire series, let's be honest. Well I mean she might be the bad guy, right? Yeah. And she's certainly I, I think without question she's gonna be the bad guy of Avengers or uh, Captain America four. Like yeah, I think that yeah. that's the story we're gonna tell. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, that feels like a pretty. But we just setup. have so many gray characters, and mm -hmm. so even Zemo here, who you know tried to wipe out the, you know, the Avengers in, you know, Civil War. I don't see. I I loved watching Zemo every second he was on screen. I loved watching Zemo, and that's what where I think if you go back to the Thunderbolts here, or I guess we jump ahead to the Thunderbolts. Let's make the prediction that all those characters are going to be. Uh, I I would say enjoyable to watch you might hate some of them but like every time walk was on screen i loved hating him you know yeah and and they're all going to be these complex gray characters who you're not going to see as villains and you're not going to see as heroes you're going to see them as actual people who are having a hard time making the right or wrong decision that they need to make in the moment uh, right and they free up marvel to be able to do things with enemies if I can say that, or with opposition, uh, yeah, yeah. that the Ven Avengers can't do, right? So yeah. the Avengers can't really kill humans, right? We show right. we can kill alien creatures, whatever. Well, and you can kill abandoned. You can you can kill very clear, like bad, like the red shirts of right. the series, right? Like in the in the first episode, Sam kills some people in the helicopters, right? But they're like henchmen guys, right? right. So they don't matter. We, we it's it's just really difficult to to, to you know to have characters who can do the mean thing mm -hmm. and the thunderbolts give marvel's cinematic university ability to have those characters yeah and you're right you'll love to hate them but they're also going to be a quirky interesting complex team and yeah the, yeah, the yeah. avengers 
when they don't get along, the drama is the best. Yeah. That doesn't mean we don't want to see them working together in the end, but, but the conflicts, I mean, that's one of the things that make Endgame so strong mm -hmm. is that, well, I mean, the, the conflict between Cap and Iron Man is like perpetuates that whole, yeah. the first three phases. It is the underscore well, of those I mean, phases. without any of that conflict, you wouldn't have a movie. Right. You know, it, they wouldn't exist. You need conflict for a film to really exist in its strongest capacity well, certainly to exist beyond just being about a bad guy right uh-huh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah but that's i mean it's why thanos had to why we had to go to ancient thanos right or, or like pre snap thanos because mm -hmm. we needed a thanos that was actually a bad guy because thanos right. had become a dynamic character right. you're talking infinity war came. right in yeah. infinity war well, when you in get end his perspective game, in you end game, we needed to get that oh, bad one back yeah. to fight the final battle because we oh, couldn't yeah. fight right. thanos because he was he'd come around he'd yeah he'd, he had he had moved to a new place yeah like, even if yeah, he'd yeah. done this awful thing but thanos is the perfect example for me of why i was worried about carly because thanos's reason for doing what he's doing mm -hmm. is a really good reason right in the comics it's because he w wants to impress death right like there's no value to it yeah so the decision to make it about saving the universe from its overpopulation is a really interesting and environmentally sound conversation mm -hmm. murdering half the people no but it is a <laughs> yeah. conversation we need to have about overpopulation where the bad guy becomes right this radicalized in a way that is well, so unpleasant well and it's it's again he took the wrong action using right. all of the power in the universe to instead of trying to create an overabundance of materials and things that these people could use he instead tries to destroy rather than create right right and so he just he goes his mind is just it's just in the wrong place it's the same thing with carly here like instead of trying to create a conversation she decides to attack and it and she and you see a perfect example of this in this episode she drops her gun sam drops the shield she instead instead of trying to grab the shield she goes for the gun right right she chooses the offense rather than the defense she chooses to attack rather mm -hmm. than protect and so you get a clear that that scene alone is explains Carly in you know in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that's important is that the idea of Thanos gets buried in his behaviors, and that happens with uh -huh. you know the uh, Dark Knight Rises. Like every time we see a figure who's calling out the problems of a, a top-heavy authoritarian mm -hmm. system uh, and exploitation and all of that, they become the bad guy. I mean, it's what happens to Killmonger, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Um, the the distinct uh, the thing about Killmonger is that he certainly pushes um, uh, T'Challa to change his mind, but not to carry his banner. Right. You, you know what I mean. Right. Whereas here, when Carly gets laid on that stretcher, uh, he Sam is still carrying her message, mm -hmm. and he doesn't betray her. He doesn't betray mm -hmm. what she believes, and he calls out the system, and he makes change. Right, and all of those things are empowering, and you know that's when we switch back to Isaiah, right? So we watch him do all of this stuff, and we get that great moment where mm -hmm. Isaiah's watching the television and sees yeah. him, and we get to see a really good actor do some really good acting again, mm -hmm. which normally we would miss um, after we've watched him with such intensity feel like a static unmobile immobile character yeah 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 well and you can see just he doesn't say a word he's just watching the tv and you can you get from his expressions alone that he said i was 
like I could at least I interpret it as him saying like maybe I was wrong about you know the way Sam needs to to go about this and Sam did the right thing here. Well, and may, and and the idea of saying could could things be better? Could things be right. better? Mm-hmm. Right, that question, and we you know we get the yeah. um, the verdict in the trial we just had, uh, and we decide we have some measure of justice now can things be better there's so much hope that comes along right when the right choice is made right? yeah um, yeah let's stay on isaiah bradley for a minute yeah, the good um, let's do it there's i'm so glad that they included this scene at the end where oh, sam takes him to the exhibit and we get the reveal of of that golden statue of him uh that that memorial for him essentially um because I, and I have to ask: Do you think the government, the government, do they still think he's dead? They still think he's like just doesn't exist? I, I think so. I, I mean, yeah. it's a bold thing him walking oh. out there, going to it. But I, I have to imagine they still think he doesn't exist. Yeah, they just thought that he was bringing back the history. They don't realize he's not alive. I understand. Yeah. So Sam was able to fight for his story to be the history in there. His the history to be in the cap exhibit not just in the exhibit but like in the captain america exhibit right right? so now throughout this throughout the mcu we can say that we've had four captain americas right you have steve isaiah bradley john walker and uh sam wilson right right um so there's been four so they've officially like Isaiah Bradley has we've we're calling him Captain America. He's in the Captain America exhibit. Right. The government is acknowledging that he was a Captain America. That he exists. So Sam is actually the second black Captain America, but the first right. publicized the, the, kind of well, the first, the first one to be in in the, the public, public eye, right? Yeah. And to, yeah, that's and what to I mean. carry the mantle that way. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, the thing about it is too, like this show has been constantly talking about the erasure of of history. Mm-hmm. It's been leaning into these conversations that we're having publicly right now about race in America. And uh Sam makes the case that if we if we put the history out there mm-hmm. th- that we're able to do that, that we should be doing that, and that right. once it's present it, cha- it can change the way we see the world. Uh, and you know, as a person who works in a public school system, the need for more history, especially about black culture, and you and I have talked about this a pile of times, yeah. but about Asian culture, about Native American culture, about, I mean, you just run uh, the, the gamut of uh, cultures about teaching Islam, whatever it may be. Yep. It's so critical. And the idea of, of that history being erased, um, there are, I listened to a podcast about the uh, history of Afrikaner philosophy, which I'm sure <laughs> no one here is listening besides me. Um, and it's this fantastic podcast that literally runs the history of uh, African and African American philosophy. Hmm. And it's it's long and detailed, and there are tons of names, and yeah. many of them are new to me. Right. And every time I learn a new person, I feel like there's another star in the flag that i need to come to terms with and Mm -hmm. in in a way that's what that says to me we can have this history and it should be out front and it should be included in the same history as the big heroes of our culture yeah Um, and sam saying that is so important i mean for every kid watching this show who's a little black kid who's who has a new hero right whose finger is going to run around that star Mm -hmm. 
for every kid who's going to do that, they also now know that their history matters and that it should be in the public eye. And if their history teacher refuses to teach it, they're violating our Captain America. Like that can be so valuable. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it definitely got me when, you know, he gives Sam this hug at the end. And man, it was, yeah, it it hit you. It hit you hard. I think I had a tear or two come up. Yeah, well, you were you were next to me, but you didn't look at me because you were probably crying too. So, <laughs> no, it's it's it was a meaningful moment. I mean, right. it was the most meaningful moment of the entire series. Agreed. And it, I think everything really led to that rather than than Sam becoming Captain America. This whole thing was about Isaiah's, you know, right? The re- the redemption, redemption right? Yeah, him. yeah. Well, and, and and it's not. It's funny because you say we say redemption because it's the only word we can come to terms with. I, yeah, I don't know. What but else he doesn't to use. need redemption, but. It is about redeeming. It is recognition. Yeah, right? whatever. Like I don't know. I don't what. know. There's a pile of words, I think, that probably you would just need to redemption lump together. Redemption has the vibe it needs to have, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what we mean if you're listening. <laughs> uh, let's hope. Let's hope what? That they know what you mean. Uh, well, if you don't, you can DM us on Instagram at Racking Focus Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> um, let's go to another place what did we miss oh um we talked about bucky a little bit oh good yes um, making amends doing that thing he leaves you know a goodie bag it looks like for his therapist it feels like he could have just left the the envelope and the notebook on her desk or table or something in there but he leaves like this little little baggy cares it shows that he put thought into it which is important that's nice uh (laughs) anyway he's he's crossed all the names in his book He's done all of his amends, and we end with him. I know. I don't know why he gave that book away. There's other stuff in there, I think. Good stuff in there. But uh, we see him go I mean, to... It's a serious piece of memorabilia. That's oh, worth well, a lot of money on the market. It's Steve's book. Right, museum or eBay, one or the other. Yeah. But I'm glad that they ended with the therapist because it still is saying, like, you know, I was angry when Walker took him out of therapy. Yeah. Because he still needed the therapy. I was that. very angry about it, and thankfully Sam has this trauma counseling you know and so he never really left therapy he just moved from like a a, 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 a court mandated therapist to like a friend therapist right. right um which may actually have been a little bit better for him i think in in the long run but i'm glad that they still wrapped that up with her and that she was able to see that he he did the work uh and we end with him going back to the the old asian man who lost his son that bucky killed his son and I'm so glad that they didn't actually show us the conversation. Ugh, and yeah. I'm also glad that they show us that their friendship doesn't really exist anymore, right? Because it just needed to move on. Because Bucky was trying to make amends by spending time with him, by re- trying to replace his right. son. But instead, he just needed to give the truth about the son rather than try to replace his son. And he doesn't he doesn't spend time with the sushi girl anymore. He doesn't spend time with the old Asian man. But they have each other now to spend time together. So yeah. I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd say he'd look happy. Little Asian man. He looked happy to you. He smiled. We just watched it. <laughs> he he smiles when he's in the restaurant having. He probably sake. had a. He probably had a great role that he just ate in that. When he's with the lady. When he's with well, the lady. But, but when, he's with the lady. He had a nice. And role she of sushi. sees Bucky, and she gives him an okay. In past episodes, when we were back, don't you make fun of me? When we were back at the sushi place. She says that like he doesn't open up and like he doesn't 
interact as much. And then they're like sitting together and like spending time together and he looks happier because he's got the truth now. I see. I see. Yeah. There's a weight off of him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyway, we wrap up Bucky's story there. There's nothing else with Bucky, right? Well, I mean, there's some stuff with Bucky and Sharon, which is interesting, right? They're they're definitely yeah. talking with each other. They we that that oh, the switching mm-hmm. up in circles, and he's definitely defending her. Like he of the of the people who we he's our confirmation that they don't know she's a bad guy, right? Right, they're in the dark about what she actually does. Right, and he really is that confirmation. He does it over and over again. Um, let's just talk about Sharon. I kind of say I really hate that she's the power broker because <laughs> it, it it felt like the most obvious thing that you could have done. And I was really hoping they were giving us a misdirect. The first time she appears in the series, the title's called the Power Broker. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't hide, hide it, it on us at all. Yeah, it. I just. I didn't like it because one, I. I didn't want them to. I don't know. I there was no. We haven't gotten the reason as to why she became the power broker, other than she was like wow. expelled essentially from America, right? She was exiled from this country. Um, I'm assuming because she went on the run with Steve, it's right? A, and, it's right. It's a civil war issue, and yeah. she's the one thing didn't get she, out. There's right? no res- resolve for her, right? right? So she's stuck outside of the country. Uh, I, but I, even that, it just feels weird to me. Like, why was she? Why was she stuck outside? Of America. Well, you have to ask the question about why, you know, after there's enough time between Civil War and now that maybe someone should have gone and rescued her. Did she blip? No, no, no because she, she blip, talks right? about the fact that it was those times were hard times and that's how she rose to power in Madripoor. That's right. That's how she got her, 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 so she didn't, sort of she didn't blip. Madripoor it's door. been, I mean, it's been five, six, seven maybe years since Civil War. That's a long time. Yeah. That she's been away from the United States. And for them to not I mean, obviously there's I mean they've they've reinstated uh Ant Man and uh Hawkeye and all those guys, but they don't they don't reinstate Sharon and but everybody I guess everybody just forgot about Sharon because I mean, I guess I mean Sam blipped right for those five years too, and well, treason. Treason is different than breaking the law. Sure. So she did, according to the, the accords. According, well, she didn't break the accords, right? I mean, she oh, breaks right because she's not under them because she's not a superhero. Yeah, yeah she yeah. created she did, did she treason, treason against the American government. Okay, like, by side by siding she, with by Cap. yeah, well by stealing the shield and the uniform from the oh, and giving it to him I oh mean, she, i did forget about that i mean that. she did Some she really and those choices are all heroic choices for us yeah, yeah which yeah. is why the bitterness can make sense and all of that but then so there's a reason she's out of the country there's not a reason why no one went to find her and try and bring her back yeah yeah, um, yeah. you know because well, if it feels like we're dealing with thanos they but, didn't have things to do but it feels like well yeah they were dealing with thanos but they only dealt with thanos for I mean, the American government didn't deal with Thanos. The American government oh, dealt with those with everything <laughs> else. The there, but there's a time, you know, after Thanos is defeated, for real this time, right? After Tony does the snap, there should have been some kind of moment where, okay, hey, maybe, maybe we should go and get Sharon Carter because Cap just saved the day and... All of these other people just saved the day and half of these guys were you know on cap's side during civil war like 
we've reinstated everybody. There's a checklist somewhere that somebody has that was from this moment. There's a document that everybody during sure. Civil War was like. Well, I mean, at least someone would have said, hey, where's Sharon? Where's Sharon? But no one does Remember that. Remember Sharon Carter? But that gives her yeah. a good reason to be mad. If no one did that, yeah. she probably can be mad. Yeah. And she has gained a tremendous amount of power. She may have hidden herself in some way. I just want to know the, I want to know her motivation for like wanting to, to, the power, right? Like there's been no, we just see her doing this thing that's completely opposite to what our uh, experience of her was. And, and not even just her experience, but what her, uh, her family's experience was like what, what, what Peggy's thing right. was, right. Mm -hmm. You know, like she's completely defying everything that the Carters stand for. And I want to know why, and I'm sure we'll get the answer to that in Captain America oh, Four. I, I, that's what I feel but, like. We're, that's gonna. She's really going to be the antagonist of, of that. Yeah. There's going to be other folks too, because they can't just let her be that. But she, she'll be that antagonist. I have a feeling she's going to be pulling the strings, and there's going to be some people who are working right, for her, working right? for her, and we'll, yeah. and we'll slowly climb up the ladder to, yeah. to find her. And that moment will be a great moment, like the, because we know we have irony, right? So we will be able to follow this journey, and so when we see sam and bucky and whoever discover mm -hmm. the heartbreak of that will land right can right. really really land and, yeah. and there's something about that 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 i feel like plays well even if it feels slightly manufactured as a, a as a plot point right yeah 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 it just i just didn't i just didn't love it i wish that there was a misdirect i wish they went in a different direction i think i would have preferred somebody else being you know this power broker that they revealed to us in the in the end of the series or something like that i'm not sure i'm not sure what it was right the, so instead of her on the phone walking away as right. the power broker she's walking away talking to the power broker like she says power right. like hey power broker i would now we can do exactly this. i would have rather had her be a part of the power broker's game rather than being the person who is in charge of the entire operation right and and right? it feels that way i mean maybe it isn't but it sure feels that way i have to say this she was used extraordinarily well uh -huh, in yeah. in this um this, in episode. this episode yeah the the weaving of her in and out of scenes and how we get to carly being shot and how we get to mm -hmm. you know bartok being shot and and all of those moments it, the melting of the the dude just melts the guy the i mean th those yeah. all of that stuff really functions well dramatically yeah and it, it helps us see a difference between or it helps us see the uh heroism of of bucky for sure yeah right who's moved right. away from those kind of actions right you know right yeah and she i mean eventually she gets reinstated right by the i don't know if that's the right word what happens what's what's she's the pardoned. opposite exile? she is pardoned she's pardoned that's it <laughs> She's she's pardoned and is able to return to the United States. And she's, I mean, she's like offered a job too on the spot, isn't she? Yes. Like yes. Her, old, her position. old position. And so she's not just like pardoned. She's given this job back into like a really high level of government here, right? With, I mean, she's able to take CIA secrets, it sounds like, and sell them, right? right. She's not going to be selling serum anymore. She's going to be selling government secrets. Right. Um, so we'll see. That was the, uh, that was the post-credit scene, I think, right? Uh, that's the post-credit scene. That's the post-credit scene. Yeah, that's, that's the setup. So, so, and you know, what these, all of these Marvel series have been doing, right, is they've become, they're doing two things, I think. One is they're 
talking about a theme, right? So we get a theme, one's about grief, and this one's about so sort of race in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then there's big emotional or big ideas about what is it, what's identity, right? So we have that in, yeah. in WandaVision with the vision and what does it mean to be me? And um, in this, we yeah. get th- this sense of what's true and, and you know, what uh, about personal redemption. Like there's all this cool stuff happening and that's one thing they're doing and they're doing it well, right? So, so I, well. I didn't know yeah. what I, I, how I was gonna feel about these. But the other thing they're doing is they're completely setups for future films. Yeah. I mean, they're completely designed and structured by brilliant, brilliant writers who are just putting chess pieces on the board over yeah. and over and over again. And so we have all the chess pieces set to get us to the multiverse. We have all the chess pieces now set to get us to Avengers. These are just, they're just five. bridges, right? They're just bridging the gaps because they know that they can't take the same amount of time to build right. the uh, the Infinity series. That's the, right. Right? You can't take 10 or 11 years to do that again. You have to do it in three. And so, so to do that, you build these shows that have extraordinarily detailed and complex character and plot structures that set all the pieces in place for you to go to the next film. So you don't need three Captain Americas to get yourself to... Right. Uh, you know the the end of our story we don't, we don't need all of those we right. can we can jump we can leap forward um so we, we're getting all of that right. work and we're getting it with this extraordinary breadth of time which allows us to have what i'm calling the best scenes in the marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. uh that we talked about the scene with uh, bucky as the white wolf finding out that he's clean so so to speak yeah the scene with isaiah bradley and sam yeah you i mean you get scenes like tv shows like this we've said it before like you get scenes that you would get that these would be cut right in a movie you wouldn't get you wouldn't get the emotion you wouldn't get sam meeting with isaiah at all almost at almost at all well certainly not three times three times uh, you'd get him. You'd get him maybe twice. Once in the beginning. Once in the end. And at very and short. It would be bits. very, very fast. And his story would have been told as exposition. Right. It would have been a dump. Dialogue, it would have been. Right? It would there's have been, been a this. Dump. There was this guy who used to be Captain America. Right. You know in, that guy you were just talking to. Yeah. He used to be Captain. And this yeah. happened. Right. Right. And and that and that's why I think five and six are separate. Right. To give that breath because the temptation to so they they amount to like more than almost two hours worth of film right like they're those last two episodes those last two they're episodes. each like 50 minutes yeah so if, that's with credits i think so, so if if i was looking at that show right and i was thinking i'm going to make this a 90 minute episode i've got to tear time off of that and what am i going to tear off and so the idea to say i'm not going to um the, the idea to say i'm not going to tear off those pieces means i'm going to make it two episodes right uh, and i think that uh it's good for us to get that time. I treasure those scenes with yeah, Isaiah. Yeah. I treasure them. Um, I treasure, and but again, from a plotting standpoint, you brought the point up earlier, but we don't take the time to listen to the conversation between uh, the old Asian man whose name I cannot remember and, oh, yeah. no. uh, and Bucky because we shouldn't because that's not dramatically valuable to us. We know what's happening. We are we they, right. they let the audience infer what's going to happen. And and, and, and and so they're not giving us those other scenes cuz they think we're stupid. It's 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 I mean it's a perfect example of a show don't tell, right? right? Like that's right. we don't need to hear it. We don't need to hear the awkward conversation of hey man, I killed your 
kid and then i mean we kind of get that actually he says that he says but we don't get much, any right. we don't get any reaction any response instead right. we get the response you know a week later when bucky looks into the window of the sushi shop where he's supposed to have lunch on that same day with that same guy and instead he's choosing to not be in that man's life anymore because it doesn't he doesn't need to be right right and he sees that that he's okay like yeah he's and that there's it. healing happening right, right? so yep. yeah um yeah where what who else have we missed what haven't we covered i, I mean i think we've skipped some stuff but i don't think we've skipped anything that that I, we need yeah. to talk about and, yeah and we do have the uh, possibility of having a brief wrap-up show with a guest sometime in the next two weeks so maybe what yeah. we should do is wrap this conversation up with the idea that we may be uh peering again to talk about this series overall with a special guest yeah, and while we do that, actually, we'd love for you guys to also be included as special guests. So please, we want to know your thoughts, your feelings. What did you like? What did you hate about this show? You can actually send us a voice message by going to anchor.fm slash podcast. There's a little message button there. You can leave us a voice message and you can be included. We'll respond to your comments right uh, in the podcast. You can be on the podcast with us, essentially. So Stephanie literally said, that's cool. That's We've been cool. saying that for like three months months yeah you don't listen to the podcast so that's why you oh heard. you're killing us uh so much but yeah we'd love for you to be uh, you know in conversation with us so send us a dm send us a voice message whatever you want we'd love to feature you on the podcast and and have you be part of the conversation along with a special guest later to, to be to named later and up, yeah. if you want to know who that special guest is it's a really good idea to follow us on instagram at racking yeah, folks you podcast go. you'll get some information there and if you want to find out about uh i mean we do films on a regular basis and we'll be following these marvel things along the way uh so there's lots to do but you can also see our film pics on our instagram and if you want to sort of get exposed to interesting mm -hmm. movies or great movies you can follow that there too and if you want to learn more about our own feelings about movies you can go to letterboxd and read our reviews and see what we're watching and following and of course we're doing podcasts about lots of those and so you can join in that conversation as well yeah absolutely anything else you want to add i want to say that i loved this series a lot Mm -hmm. it had plenty of problems i think many of them are covid related <laughs> yeah oh yes uh, yeah, yeah and uh i i but uh, it landed so well in these last couple of episodes mm -hmm. and there's something to be said for uh for me with this conversation about race and american integrity that i want to keep talking about and um yeah i feel like this show gives us hope um that that entertainment can continue even in its most popular form to speak to big social issues and yeah. help people who are really screwed up maybe have the chance for change because there's somebody out there who's mad about the fact that there's a black captain america and they should not be and we need to move past it and seeing his name in the end credits even if it bothered you that the white wolf was betrayed seeing that transformation tells me that marvel saying to people you need to get on the bus with us yeah right? you need yeah, to yeah. get on the bus and and i'm really excited about that yeah i agree i agree we'll leave it at that cool thank you yeah. guys for listening we'll catch you next time bye thanks for listening to the racking focus podcast